VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Do it a little faster. Yeah. You still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Yes, sir. What's wrong? What's it something happened? my ears. My volume yeah, was very I loud. I heard it too. Oh, so sorry about that. I'm sorry. I feel like it was a little higher pitch today as well. Come on, range. Please. You ever bit an onion, a red onion, and it's for some reason sitting on the tip of your tongue like 10 minutes after you've eaten it? I, I love can onions, say that but I've it's, done that. It's very pungent. It, why is Yeah, like, ha, my whole ha. mouth. Is like you love a red onion. I love a red onion, but not that one. That one is staying with me. Let's crack a lack him. Well, I was gonna talk about how I was living delusionally still, but I I sobered up, and you know how I sobered up. <laughs> I remember exactly when you did. I got the text. What? What? When I you were like that thing was canceled. You said, oh, yeah. girl. No, that, that, <laughs> I sobered up. Um, today I woke up grumpy. Uh oh. Upset, tired. Oh. And I have something I needed to do. I had pl- plans to shoot content for Sable. And I, you know, was getting myself all together. And I saw, shout out to Kimbology, an old packet. Her. Of edibles. And as you all know, Antoinette enjoys edibles and does them recreationally. I take edibles to soul search, apparently. I thought I was taking this to like take an edge off. I got into that studio and the way I was (laughs) sitting in that chair blinking with my life flashing before my eyes. And um, shout out to, I know a lot of people that do ayahuasca and mm. mushrooms they always be calling that shit mother they be like mother Oscar ayahuasca the mother mushroom shout out to mother marijuana mama marijuana who was like this is this fucked up this fucked up this why this fucked up you need to change this to get this shit right up you need to get <sighs> so not me doing <laughs> drugs what's going on when i when for you when you take marijuana 
It calms you down. It loosens you up. We act like we're we're t- we're doing heroin. When you take it, when I like- <laughs> in do mother marijuana, it makes me super analytical and like ramps up my ramps up my connector critical mind. It's not all critical. I'm learning how to make it less critical, but it it ramps up what it may shut down for you. I think Let me it's tell you opposite. something. It sounds like both of us need to be taken <laughs> no. a little more often. <laughs> and I'm very grateful for it because it was, I had some serious revelations. I have revelations around motherhood. I can't take it recreationally. It's not a joke. Needless to say, I didn't get a lot of work done, but I created a Google Drive <laughs> with some serious questions that I have to answer for myself when I'm sober. So, You don't want to share any of those? What is what are some of my questions? Mm. I tell y'all too fucking much at this point. I'm like, oh my god, you still don't tell us that much. You're like, that you're was a such thing. a sad. You're that was such a, a that was a, that's one of my questions in there. Is who 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 am I hiding from? Mm. <laughs> you were high as shit. <laughs> I, I was. It. I was in there who like, girl. <laughs> my questions are. These questions are crazy. <laughs> please, Lisa. I literally cannot say all this. Please, please. Um, I noticed my body and that I have this mucus thing going on right now, and I still have this unhealed thing in my foot. The thing that I was getting a splinter out it of still has not healed, and I subconsciously am aware of this. And now it's like, okay. Something is happening where this isn't healing and you have mucus right now. You need to pay attention to your body because these aren't normal. Dis-ease. Yeah. Dis-ease. These are not normal things. So that came up for me. May I ask a question? Hmm. For the thing in the foot. Yeah. Is the hole not healed or does it feel like something is still in there? Because I think I got it. still in there. Okay. And but there's a part of it that's not healing, but then a callus is growing on top of that. So mm. it's like I have a hard callus, but then this tender part. So there must be something in there. Nonetheless, I'm walking around with an ache in my foot for for months now. That's like you have to do something different. Like you're either going to go to the doctor. How do we purge that out? How do we get that? These out? are the questions, but I can't. I think I can get it. it. I can't ignore because it. I. Honestly, I think I needed the tool that the people use to pop the pimples, and I have it. The thing that you press down on the skin, and then it makes the everything Shout come out. Internet helping me out. Well, that's I can get it for you. If we take the callus off, I can get it. I only had a I only had a pocket knife on me that day. Maybe that's why it's not healing. I was getting a splinter. No, out I've with been a poking knife. at it myself, girl. <laughs> mm. Anyway, I don't like that it's not healing because that's not a good indicator for your body. Like my tattoo, if I cut myself, I'm fine. It's not like my shit isn't healing because uh-huh. shit does heal. But still, it's like I have this congestion still. It's in me. I need to figure that out. <laughs> a never ending splinter in my toe. I ask myself questions of what's draining your energy. What are you addicted to? Who are you addicted to? What are you hiding from people? Mm. What people are you hiding from? And in what ways am I like my mother? Not me being hot. 
That's not my kind of high. What I kind know. of edible? Was it indica? What no, was it? was this simple stuff. I'm t- was I, it sativa? Was it I a hybrid? Know. I don't know, but it was very sobering day. I'm not on my delusion yeah, anymore. Yeah, who gets high and then sobers <laughs> up? I hate that for you. Sorry. It's she, it's she helped me. Shout out to Mother Marijuana. Mother Marijuana. Shout but, out to um, Maybe I'll get back, but damn it. I was on a roll. Shout out to the ups and downs. Um, <clears throat> it was really interesting talking to you while you were at work. And, you know, you were at your office job. And I just saw a 48-year-old white man with khakis <laughs> and glasses on walking around in the background. And I was like, yo, y'all really out here working with white people like every day. I, that the- blew my mind. I Shanti, just, <laughs> y'all your really, Delulu I, is completely fine. Okay, I promise you didn't lose it because <laughs> listening to I'm this shocked. right now, I was like, "Who is, that man back there?" It's just like, "Yeah, about that's my coworker." I was like, "What? That man about fifty? What's that? What do you think I do for a living? You, I, one day, I want you to come to my office and just shadow me. I just want you to shadow it's me. It's not at work. what you do. It's like why wow, you y'all really out here." With all types of people, all types of There's whites. There's like 10 black people in the whole office. That blows my mind. How, I just, I, honestly, I'm happy for you because you don't have any like uh-uh. understanding oh, of corporate this corporate anything. world. Absolutely you, you, I don't and, really, and, and I, I think don't deal if, with a lot of white people on that yeah, corporate I, level. No. And I think if you did, you would understand my neuroses a little more. You would understand my my way of being and my like but you insanity like that for a at long times. Time, though. You've always been most of the way. spaces I've been in have been white <clears throat> spaces or spaces that required a very serious amount of concentration, commitment, professionalism. You saying only those spaces white people are only in those? No, spaces? I they were both separate. Most of the and. Most of the spaces that I've occupied are white Uh-oh. spaces. In addition to that performance world is no fucking joke either, regardless of what color. You got to come correct. You have this, you have that. Like it's, it, it just blows my mind. But yes, the corporate world is, That's this crazy. space is more white than the last space I was in where I was working. Right. That's crazy Hella. to me. Shout out to everybody Hella. working with 58, 60, 70. You're a white people. Wow, Mm-mm. you I, I love I actually I love it for you. I I love that you have created a life where you don't have to understand it, but it's it's wild to me. I I think that's such a disconnect for us sometimes. If, yeah. if we if I could see, because I imagine what your day is, and I'm sure it's not what it is at all. But I like see you on your stories, like getting the. Getting an ice cream or something in the middle of the day. I don't know. And I'm like, what the fuck? But I know you're working your ass off. Like, I know it. But I just see you with all this freedom and possibility and choice throughout the day. And when I tell you, when I go into work, I'm locked down. So, like, getting a text saying, hey, when can we meet with such and such? And it's throughout the week. Like, and I got to block my calendar and put that calendar block on 30 different people's calendars so they know that they can't book a meeting during that time or I'm unavailable for this half hour slot. 
that's literally the life that I'm living. And that ramps up so much anxiety in mm-hmm. me because I'm like, during that half an hour, what am I missing? And then I'm still getting ping, 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 and I'm seeing it and I can't respond. And they can see me because all the fucking doors and everything is, it's clear, it's glass. So they can see me in the room and they're like, hey, can I ask? And I'm like, I'm on a call. It's, it's, it's really stressful. It's really stressful. But I like, yeah, you cracked me up. I forgot that you said that. You were like, is that a white man? How like, old is that he? white man back there? <laughs> I was like, what? I can- what? I'm going to take a picture. The next time I'm in the office I- or a video, I'm going to just walk around with the video and just show you what I'm dealing with. It's crazy in there. It's a whole other world, baby. That's all. So maybe because I'm not as delusional, I won't be as crazy on here. I- but uh... No, we need it. <laughs> These last couple of episodes been... I'm sorry. Yeah. I was like, oh, Shanti, you got some, you got work to do. I was like, I'm in the work. Everything's cool. Oh, fuck. Not the work always being there. Ugh. Anywho, that's it. Well, I um just got finished crying. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to another episode. Ups and down. One thing we're going to do, take y'all up and bring you right the fuck back down. All right? <laughs> I just got finished crying. Um, I'm so sorry. I just got a work email that's about to stress me out because this should be submitted. Okay, good. Um, So I came home from work. I got off. Again, I have a hard stop on my calendar at 5.30 every Thursday. Basically telling folks I have to leave this office because I have to get home. I got off the train around 6.30, 6.40, hauled ass to my car, because we try to record at 7.30, didn't work today. Hauled ass to my car, I get to my car, I get in the car, I'm like, all right, I got to move the car for alternate side park, and I'm driving around, I find a spot, I'm like, cool, cool, cool. And then I look, and I see this orange thing on my windshield. Mm-mm. And New Yorkers know what the fuck that is. So I and it's raining. So I go outside and I'm like, here we go. I take it off. And then I see another one under it. And I said, Are there two? I open them. It's a ticket. Each ticket is for $115. Oh my God. $115 for a spot that I just knew was good. I have parked there so many times. The sign is like turn funny. Like I drove back to check it out. The sign is turn funny. And I was like, when did this become no park? It's just random in the middle of the block. It's lit on my block where all of a sudden it's no parking in these two parking spots. That's it. I parked there. I got a ticket there last night, apparently. Then this morning they hit me with another one. Thank God they didn't hit me with another one before I got home. So I just sat in the car for a minute, and if I'm being completely honest, I just sat there, and I literally was so ready to come on this podcast and be like, "Fuck the city, <laughs> Princess Diana is kicking my ass." That's, that's what we call. Car. That's that's what we call my car. She's she whooped my ass this month, Shanti. I ha- Princess Diana has cost me. From the brakes to four new tires to just the just the regular inspection or not inspect it's not an inspection it's just like a checkup and this and the brake flush and the butter the she has cost me close to two thousand dollars this Mm-mm. month I swear for God that lady die let me tell you something I 
everybody who is a longtime listener knows that I have a budget spreadsheet. On my, I got a raise, okay? I got a raise from work. I got the promotion. I did not increase my, my income on my budget spreadsheet. Why? Because I was dipping into savings every other month to cover my fucking expenses that would come up. So in my head, I said, okay, here's a time where I'm about to put this money back in savings. And this is not for, this is not time to play. You got a little uh, promotion, but you about to get hit like hell with taxes. And so we're not even going to count this money. We're just going to put it away. And so when you have to pay back in taxes, you'll have it and you'll hate to do it, but you'll have it. So this is, so I'm planning ahead. It's not even like, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm about to do something real nice for myself. I'm about to cop this. No. And now you go to your car and in one instance, it's $230, just gone. Just like, oh, got him. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So I can park my car on the street for it to keep getting dense? Mm. <laughs> like, my car all scratched up. They fucking my car up in these streets. Princess Di is taking a beating. And so I'm, I just, I'm so over it. I'm so over it. I'm like, yo, I can't fucking get ahead even a little bit even with the sacrifices that I fucking make it's so frustrating and then this week or last week on see the thing is you know there's these clips that came out and they're super provocative and they're great it's really they're smart okay it gets the people going but we're talking about billionaires we're talking about like I'm talking about at least how unethical I think it is how there is no possibility that you're you're an ethical billionaire and how a billion dollars is 1,000 millions and how 81 people on this earth own collectively 50% of the wealth in this, on the planet, on the planet, 81 people. I need people to get that straight. Y'all and tell so me ain't after, a conspiracy? That's crazy. Listen, and so after I said that, people were in it. So a lot of people, the majority of people agreed with me, but a lot of people were I was inundated with fucking think pieces. We love you, but you need to uh, just everybody. What, what everybody, in the world like, were they saying to justify and they, they worked it? hard. Diddy worked hard. LeBron worked hard. Diddy didn't. And I'm like, most of these fucking billionaires, they inherited their bread anyway. Yeah, okay. So Diddy inherited his money. LeBron inherited his money. No, did, but Diddy stole everybody else's money to get there. Shout out to Revolt. I'd still take a Revolt check. But you know, like, hello. So it's it's just like, don't get off of get off of I love LeBron. Uh -oh. I don't even I don't hate Diddy. I don't hate I don't hate Oprah. I love Beyonce. I love Jay-Z. I have such affection for Michael Jordan. I really do. Even though he, he's just waking up and, and getting involved in social issues. But I I can't not watch The Last Dance and feel inspired. Like I love it, but I have a problem with these systems. I have a problem with these systems that in a black fucking community in Flatbush where I live, I ha I'm subjected to this, me needing to move my car all of these different times. And I go to fucking Prospect Park in this highfalutin white community and they have to move their car once a week. Mm. It's rigged. Like this is so blatant mm. and I, I don't understand how people don't fucking see it. So get off LeBron's dick. He oh. don't care about you. I'm sorry. He doesn't. He doesn't. He cares about a lot of people. And LeBron is one of the people that does so much good. But my point is like the systems are the problem, not the people. I don't have beef with these people. And the fact that we're beholden to the LeBrons, the Oprahs, the, 
The fact that Oprah and The Rock need to go and help Hawaii is ridiculous. We cannot be beholden to the charity of citizens. It needs to be a systemic change that people have their basic fucking needs met. And my basic fucking needs are met. So I need to shut up. But I was just frustrated. I'm just frustrated that every time I think I did something good, I did two episodes on See The Thing Is, like I paid for that. I'm like, good, 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 good. Boom. Some bullshit. Some bullshit. Mm. I mean, God, this is $2,000 of bullshit this month that, I'm, that I just wasn't expecting. And thank God that I budget the way that I do and I was able to like take care of it. But it ain't because I'm fucking balling. It's because I live in fear. All that to say, this is what I'm feeling on the walk home. And I'm like, oh, I'm, a, I'm mad. I'm, this is going to fuck the episode up. I'm spewing at the mouth. And I put a tweet on the t- on Twitter and was and was just like, you know, I just sat in my car for 20 fucking minutes because, and I told the story that I got these two tickets. I'm peeing on the toilet and I get a text from Mandy B, Amanda Rogers. And it says, I'll tell you what it says. I'll tell you, because I didn't know what the hell she was talking about. She said, I'm recording. Don't call me. I love you. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then I get another ding on my phone. Amanda just has sent you $230. And so I, I, I have to say, it made me cry. And it, it makes me want to cry right now. Because I was sitting there like, you know, I'm at the point now where it's like, life just feels a little bit hard. And I know I don't have it that hard. And I need to just shut up. Who the fuck wants to hear this all the time? But it also makes me think like, yo, I can't imagine how other people are getting by. Like, But just like... I was like, yo, I just want some fucking help. And I remember saying, like, it would be just so nice to have some fucking help. Like, I'm at the point where it's like, you know what? If you're going to cheat on me, go ahead. Just pay a bill. I don't give a fuck. Like, at this point, somebody just come through, hook it up, because I'm alone anyway. So maybe I get a little something. You pay a bill. You go ahead and do whatever you got to do. Like, that's what my mind was thinking of, like, what other way is there? Mm. Should I do the OnlyFans thing and just mm. do the politics? Like... How can I get ahead? Because I'm sick of this. Mm. I'm sick of it. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, there's the help. And it just... How's that feel? It feels conflicting. It feels like I don't want her to feel like she has to do that because she is blessed and has created this life for herself. She got it out the fucking mud. And I don't want to be a burden to my fucking friends. I don't want to be like that. I also am conflicted of like, she's trying to show love. She even said like, if you send this money back, you like, you better not. And I just, it feels overwhelming. I feel grateful, but I also feel a little shamed about it. I can pay it. Like I can pay it. So I shouldn't take her money. You know, like I can pay it. I just don't want to. I'm just mad. I just don't want to go into my savings and pay it, but I could. So like, I don't feel right taking, it's just like, I don't know, but I just, I saw her taking a lot of flack this week. I don't even know what the girl said, if I'll be honest, but I saw her fighting for her life again with the horrible decisions people. She was, she's been fighting for the last couple of weeks in, in comments. And all I, all I can say about her again is that if you have a personal relationship with her, I, I don't know any person who has a personal relationship with her that she has not looked out for 
not only financially, but with opportunity, but with her time, but with her care, and with her just basic understanding, oh, you need to have fun, we're going to go do that. I'm going to go lighten the load. I'm going to lighten the energy. I'm going to whatever. Like, that's how she shows up for people. And she she gets a beating. But, like, I need people to know that. Because I, I think I need people to know that because... I don't even feel like I could repay her for all the stuff that she's done at this point. And I just feel like indebted in a different kind of way. I don't I don't know what I'm saying right now. I I, I think I really it's a beautiful don't. practice for you to accept it. I think it's a beautiful practice for her to give it. I think it's all good. And I understand the <sighs> conflict, but <clears throat> it's also like it's like if Jazz gave you some money, like just she saw you something happened and she was just like here. You, how do you feel? It's just like, ugh. I don't know. I think it, I think that that's the part that you should be trying to tap into versus the, the money's going to relieve you of whatever that thing is you're feeling. But I think it's more like, what, why? I know. Why wouldn't you accept that? Why? Why shouldn't she? Why, if somebody has it, why shouldn't we give it? I mean, that it it is the, a beautiful um, juxtaposition about the the conversation of the billionaires. I know, because she was like, I don't give if a I fuck, it, but I it's so it not you. true. I'm like, Mandy, you say that. Oh, I mean, just in general, so like, fucks. to accept it, too. Like, the community does have us. It should be the community having us versus the government or some other entity. It's like, no, it's your people, because your people are the closest to you and see you and love you and hear you. And who, what a great reciprocity that's there. So, shout out to Mandy. Shout out to you to accepting it. Shout out to asking for help and receiving it. God is good. I got to get her a really good All birthday gift. See, but it. then you go into a transactional I thing show versus my, just It's being not like, transactional. I just want to show her. I think you probably show her so much already that is intangible and is not measurable that she wouldn't do that otherwise. So All you right. all, you guys are already in exchange. You don't have to. You can. All right. Well, we're 25 minutes in and I'm getting itchy, getting nervous about it. <laughs> uh, let's let's go to pay. Let's let's save hot shit for after the break and go into the patrons and things. Shout out to everyone that came to our Patreon kickback last this Monday. Um we're still figuring things out on our end about the best format. And we tried a different format this week. We love some feedback from folks. Um, I think what we walked away from is that it, folks want to feel more, in, not more engaged, but folks enjoy the engagement. So yeah, if you guys have any recommendations, if you attended, um, we do understand that there is that time difference. Uh, so yeah. be aware of that if you are a patron that is on another coast or in another continent. Um, but it was fun. It was great. It was. Y'all are y'all are sweet, kind, loyal mm-hmm. beings out there, bigging us up. Uh, if you want to become a patron, you have access to this exclusive kind of content, and we're going to be putting this out once a month. So please do consider it. With your patronage on Patreon, <laughs> you 
um, can pick a subscription base of five, seven, or ten dollars. We have not changed that, even though the dollar has been inflated, and that goes to our operational costs and helping us keep on keeping on. And um, you can see our our videos in person and our video content. It's quite a time. It's quite a community. More than anything, it's quite a community. So if you are looking for you know, more engagement with the Round the Way Curls community, that's the place to go. Um, for everybody that's commented, rated, what else? Subscribe. Sub- share. Is subscribing? I can always think that's the YouTube, but yes, share. Subscribe to the podcast, yeah. We appreciate that. We need more of it. It helps us um, grow and lets folks know that we do have a community out there. So please... Please do that if you haven't done that. Shout out to the person on Spotify who was like, I love this podcast and I love the conflicting opinions, even when it's coming from the same person. And I was like, wait. <laughs> it's like, not us. Duality is a thing. Shout out to us. But shout out to y'all. Shout out to the newest patrons that have joined us. Poo, poo, poo. Akua, Calendria, mm. Calandria, Calandria, Brandy, Melissa. Emmy, Pretty, Chattel, Kelly, Candace, Brittany, and Sydney for increasing your pledge. Went from five to seven. Fuck it up. <laughs> you had to say the number. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Damn. Still, that's that's possible. There's range to it. If you can't afford it, you ain't got to cut it off. You just go down a little bit that first month, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, y'all, so much. Let's take a break, Shani. After these messages, we'll be right back. Boop. Hot, Hot shit. shit. Oh, oh we did it God. together. That <laughs> makes me cringe. What just? <laughs> Why? Oh, it's a net. <laughs> I loved it so much. I really do. I'm really um, trying to get on this Top Boy wagon. Apparently, it's like the UK's version of The Wire. Oh, and you got to watch the first one, though. Summer House or something like that. For real? There's a different vert. I thought, somebody told me that. I could be wrong. But somebody said you got to watch Summer House and you got to watch Top Boy. I don't know if it's called Summer House either. I kept calling it Top Dog for the longest. I finally got it right. <laughs> Top Dog Entertainment. But I like, I want to get up on all, I want to become fluent and then put their lingo into my lingo. It's not going to work. Yes. Your Philly well, accent. Mandem. <laughs> Mandam is probably my favorite. I'm a Mandam. What? I can't wait. I'm a try. You know what I thought of? I thought of Daniel Kaluuya. What's how you say his name? Daniel Kaluuya. Whatever. I I think about him sometimes. Oh, at night, and sometimes <laughs> I'm like, I, I would like to hear him. Mandam, talk to brother. me in that voice. Yes, What's up, brother. With What's them up, brother? little sad eyes. Like, let me make your eyes smile. He anyway. Pisces too, child. He got his feelings. But that also <laughs> led me into, um, I don't know how I got into this nigga's Spotify list, but Damson Idris has a Spotify playlist. And I I love listening to people's playlists. I listened to Quinta had a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Now he had one. She did. This other woman, she, it was Fashion Forward. She's actually, uh, her, her brand was Edas. Whoa, she had a fire ass playlist. But anyway, y'all should go to Spotify and look for his playlist. It's very, 
Do you like him more now? Because you hated on him. You said you weren't impressed with him. I'm I'm impressed with I don't know anything about him. I haven't seen him perform in anything. I haven't seen <gasps> him in anything. He's I just such see, a good actor, Shanti. He looks like a kid I used to go to school with. He looks just like Rashan. And I just Shout out to Rashan. Shout out you to Rashan. Fine now. Um Is he? Where yet? He? he looked like Damson, yeah. Where yet? In Philly, so that's a call him girl. Minus six points. <laughs> so you guys should check that out that's what i have for my um my hot shit <clears throat> i have um that's not how nelly said that <laughs> at all <coughs> that's <coughs> oh oh <coughs> are you okay <coughs> are you okay? mucus i gotta get my life together <laughs> i gotta get my soul right <laughs> mama medicine told me I'm a marijuana. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm trying to be up with the kids. And Lil Wayne has a new song out where he's featured on it. What's it called? Brand new? I don't know if it's called that. Damn. It could have just been brand <laughs> I wrote this down and it's... Shanti, are you... <laughs> All right. Monty, take this out. Are you okay? Seriously, are you? Put your hands over your head. That's going to make it stop. I'm telling you it works. And you're at, ch- no, chin, chin down. And you're, and just take some breaths. No, keep it up there. Just trust it. I went down it the works. pipe. Oh. It, that oh. works. No, do what I'm telling you to do. It works. The doctors told me this. All right. Did it work? Mm-hmm. Sorry about Better, that. Better, right? Ooh. Okay. Cray cray. I'm going to skip this little Wayne thing because I actually don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, Monty, take that out real quick. All right, dead, dead, now, boy. As soon as she, yeah. The, she, Monty, you'll know. I trust you. Um, For my hot shit, I just, I have to say it. Higher Learning is such a good podcast, yo. It's so good. It's just so good. What's you high, who's me, Higher Learning? That's Van and Rachel. Okay. I'm, I'm really loving Rachel. I like Rachel. She is so tricky. <laughs> Rachel is funny to me. She's a tricky lady and I love it. Ooh. She she's so smart, but then she's like there's certain things that I just disagree with her so much on mostly when it comes to men and women and like her expectations, but she also has she she rates people's apologies <sighs> and she's hard as shit on these people. Like she does not Play. She does not play, and I, I, I'm so enjoying. So, do they her. range from like pop culture to politics? Like, similar? there's so much range. Okay, so much range. Shout they out do. To them. They do a lot of pop. A lot of, excuse me. A lot of politics, but they have the access to get the actual politicians on the show, and they, they, they engage in these conversations that are that can be you know they're hard conversations sometimes and then they have like really just fun shows where they're just goofing around and they have such great chemistry you can tell that they really like love each other and mm-hmm. fuck with each other and she handles van very well cuz he can just kind of be <laughs> he can go into full van mode where he's just a goofball and and he likes to like pick with her and try and like fuck with her and she just handles it so well. But they recently had um, a pod with, what is that man? Larry Elder. 
Larry Elder is the dude. That black guy, I think I saw. You weren't on the episode. was with Fran and Jade. We talked about him. Yeah, the black guy who's running for president, but will never get far at all because he hasn't even qualified for either one of the uh, Republican debates. But he's just a hot, horrible mess. And he was just so indignant condescending. Oh, he was, he was abhorrent on that, on their show and they handled it so well. And Rachel just, Rachel was fed up. You could tell. And she kind of let Van take the lead on a lot of it because she just didn't have the energy. She wasn't going to engage. And when she did engage, he was so dismissive of her in a way that it made Van angry. And like, he kind of stepped in and then Rachel like had her shit and it, it was... It it's just a great show. I don't think that I would have been able to handle that interview that well. Watching them is a bit of a masterclass. They have a really great produ- production team too in place, you can tell. But that is kind of what I would want us to be, but mm-hmm. like a a less polished version. But like that is I I I look at that as as a meter meter. Not a meter, but like a I don't know, like a goal, honestly, like getting there where we have like this production team, where we have access to these people, you know, you can tell they're briefed on things. It's just, it's just, it's just a great show. And I encourage folks, it will be frustrating, but I think it's a masterclass in how to deal with really difficult people. If if you're in this podcast game, if you're in this entertainment game and you have someone on that it's polar opposite of you. That's that's a reference, I think. Right. There's some moments that I'm like, mm, could have handled that better. But for the most part, it was very well done. Shout out to them. All right. 40 minutes in. It's going to be a long one. Politics as usual. I'll be quick. The Republican bait, debate um, happened last week. It was a chaotic dumpster fire and oh. not like a fun one. Like when we're high or drunk. Or you're just you. Um, in my opinion, not not much was gained here. Nikki Haley, I think, had her best night, um, but I I just can't agree with any of her politics. And I don't think that any men on that stage or even within the Republican Party and the GOP will even have their ears open to listen to her and to get behind her because she's a woman, mm. even though she's a vet but whatever. Um, Vivek Ramaswamy, the businessman who might be more dangerous than Trump. Uh, He might be more, he is mm -hmm. horrible. My God. So anti-trans, so anti-immigrant. He wants to get rid of- Not Vivek being anti-immigrant. Baby girl. He wants Uh -uh. to get rid of um, birthright citizenship. If you're born in this country, he's like, you should have to take a test. To prove to be an to be to like at what age like eighteen you take a test I don't or else where do you get sent to I don't know or I think he's or he's like yes look him up and then he's even mentioned well maybe people should serve time in the military to prove their allegiance to the country a man who one is an immigrant whose parents were immigrants who benefited from birthright citizenship and then on top of that never served in any fucking military here. That's what he's telling us. It's wild. And you want to know what else is even wilder? He's polling either second or third. Nationalism and pride 
is important to this is is important to the large. But they can't. They can't even see population. past the nonsense, though. <clears throat> this man speak, is yeah, girl, and he has all kinds of ties with China. He talks about you know the U.S. It's like you had business. Many of your businesses are in, were affiliated with China and using China. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Anyway, we can't deep dive into this, Chris Christie. Chris is still in the game with his Oh, soap. God, he is. He Chris. had a very lame Donald Duck joke about Donald Trump, because, of course, Donald Trump wasn't there. Um, he was ducking the debate. Mike Pence, boy, Vivek Ramaswamy took a jab at Joseph Robinette Biden for being in bed, literally, with um, with the school t- teachers and the school board and, and higher education, excuse me, not higher education. Um, and education and you know he's not he's not coming down with an iron fist and making sure that our children are protected from trans people all this kind of just nonsense just went down a whole rabbit hole and he said you know he's sleeping with a teacher so that's why he's you know Joseph Robinette is Wait who said that Pence Vivek said that no and Pence came back and said well I'll let you all know that I've been sleeping with a teacher for 26 <laughs> years <laughs> and everybody was like it just didn't. It it was so awkward. I'm a it was horrible. Teacher. I was like, oh I my fuck god! With education, literally. Nobody okay. wants to hear your super Christian, like your conservative Christian ass talk about how you've been sleeping with your wife. What? <laughs> what are your policies, bro? Like, what are you talking? It was just he such a, freak. a he a little freak joint. <laughs> no, it was That's such a, a bad freak, moment. Little thotty. Every Hello. no one responded. Everybody was just kind of, and Chris Christie was like, just staring at him. It was so awkward. Tim Scott, Tim fucking Scott. You Tim know, say Tim, this is crazy. Tim's dumbass. Tim all gums. You ever seen Tim smile? Tim. Everybody go Google Tim Scott smiling. He's all gums. I'm a little gummy too, but that Negro all gums. Anyway, he looks like the type of black guy who loves white people when he smiles. That's terrible. He looked like he d- literally does not know how to smile. <laughs> I know. Um, that's because it's so forced because he's tap dancing for them. Anyway, he said slavery. He's <laughs> stop. He said slavery wasn't as bad as welfare was for Black Americans. That's what he said on that stage. I mean, just just spineless. Why? How did that even come up? Why? Did because they that? just keep talking about how. Black women have relied on the welfare system. Black women? Mm-hmm. They're still using this story, this this yes. mythical myth of the welfare mom? Yeah. It being the majority of black women in America? Even though it's white women, but say less. Uh, meanwhile, <clears throat> while all this was happening, Trump held his own rally. He said, what's the debate to a god? Get the fuck out of here. Listen, he was in a suburb outside of Michigan, outside of Detroit, um, because he's trying to appeal to the, um, you know, the automotive Detroit folks that are striking, even though he held this at a (laughs) non-union, like, motor company. So it was like, bro... This not even a unionized place that you're having this debate and you're trying to appeal to the union. It's just weird. Um, where he ranted about electric vehicles and um, and said that electric boats aren't safe because if it sunk, everyone would be electrocuted. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I swear so to God. I'm so tired already. I swear Wait to God. Wait a minute. So, he was upset about 
Teslas and electric vehicles? He's, uh, he's very, because what he's trying to do is say, hey, you guys are striking because you want more money. But just so you know, Joey's over here trying to get rid of your jobs in general, even though he's out on the picket lines with you saying that he supports mm. unions. He doesn't even want these vehicles mm. on the road in 10, in 10 to 12 Interesting. years. You're going to be out of a job. I'm Ooh. bringing back coal oh. and fracking. I'm bringing back the real jobs. We're going to have... Uh, gasoline. We are in trouble. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, yes. Some the of them. history that I had in my life and my family, coal and fracking kept fucking food on the table. Bring that shit back real quick. Exactly. They, this exactly. Global warming ain't real anyway. Right. So that's <laughs> the thing. You know what else Trump is also doing? He's also splitting with the Republican Party, especially the people who are running, and saying that he is not for a federal ban of abortion, even though he appointed the judges and he takes full credit for appointing those conservative judges. But what he's saying is he does not support the six week ban and that it should be up to states. And what he's doing with that is trying to position himself because he knows abortion is a losing argument. So he's trying to position himself to be more progressive than mm-hmm. what he actually is, oh, and gosh. it's fucking working, yo. Yeah, of course, because the working. women are good. Didn't they? Weren't white women the ones that got his ass in there? White women were the ones. White women and white, well, white men mostly, but a lot of white women followed Trump is their like, husbands. Listen. Right. So he's like, "How do I get these white moderates back?" Oh, play. I don't. I'm not. I think you know, women should Never have. Mind. Rights, reproductive rights, but only for a certain amount of time. It's so dumb. All of this to say that the candidates on the on the stage that were on the stage combined, their if their support was combined, they still couldn't have enough to beat Trump. Trump is by far the front runner, even after being indicted four times this year. He is still so clearly the guy to beat. No one is close to beating him. He's not even showing up to the debates because he's like, I don't need to. Mm -hmm. You are wasting your money and these people's money by even even running. Wow. I've got the nomination. And the Republican Party is just letting it play out because they don't know what to do. Because if he gets in there, they don't want to lose their jobs and their power and they're going to have to cozy up to him. Shit show. Tell you that the only, the only one who's really sticking it to Trump is Chris Christie, but that's his whole platform. Mm-hmm. And he's not far enough. He Which doesn't have enough like, support. Which is smart. Like I'm a box with God. I'm like a boss with y'all. Like get out of here. Well, sweetie, it ain't. But ain't working. nobody worried about you. <laughs> it ain't working. So with all that said, we're <laughs> fucked. We are fucked. 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 Period. Now I wanted to get into this Federal Trade Commission thing because. They're suing along with 17 states, Amazon, mm. and you as a as a small business owner, I wanted to talk about that. Okay. We can save that for next week due to the time, but I would be remiss if I, I don't want to, I know that I come on here and I am a staunch liberal, but I need to talk about some bullshit going on the Democratic Party right now. Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey. You, have you heard anything about this, Senator Shanti? No, ma'am. What are you doing? <sighs> Senator Mened- Menendez, excuse me, uh, is under indictment, okay? This shit 
reads like something out of The Sopranos. He has formed a relationship over the years with an Egyptian-American businessman, Will Hanna. Okay? Will Hanna uh, is a very successful businessman. And Will Hanna... I can't get into it. He ended up hiring. He formed this relationship with Menendez. So much so they end up hiring Menendez's wife to work for his company. Okay. And this company, again, handles business, Egyptian business, right? The senator then used his influence to help push Egypt's military agenda within the U.S. Congress. Okay. Now, somehow folks got wind of this, all right? This is a very like high level breakdown of this. And authorities ended up searching his home and they found more than $100,000 worth of gold bars. Not gold, the gold bars that you see in Indiana Jones, Okay, gold motherfucking bars with serial code, like serial numbers on them. And they're Egyptian gold bars. <laughs> in addition to $480,000 in cash. Damn. Hidden in clothing, closets, and a safe. Also a Mercedes Benz, a whole, a whole documents linking. He's He's written... Oh God, he's he's written a proposals for how we should help Egypt. He there's proof of him trading military intel with the folks over in Egypt through this Wheel Han, this businessman that he has a relationship with. And it's pretty much a shit show. He is saying he is not guilty. Came out today and said that. He said, this is ridiculous. I'm not, <laughs> I have explanations for all of this. The reason why I had all that cash in my house is because I don't trust banks. <laughs> my parents were immigrants of Cuba. And so this is just something within my family that mm. we don't trust banks. We keep money in the That's crib. A good argument. Is it? Mm-hmm. Girl. Yeah. No, it's not. Not when you have all this paperwork that's showing. <laughs> not- <laughs> Your ties. Yeah, they got Egyptian, Egyptian president on it. Gold bars <laughs> in your house. There's there's messages what? What? of him what? talking to this veal wheel Hana veal or wheel. I don't know how to pronounce it. Hannah Hannah, and saying like, "Hey, this is gonna get passed today." And then veal sending him money, and then him responding and saying, "Christmas came early." Like, bro, and you're how denying they give them this. Gold bars? There, girl, I, I, if you can't make this up, this is just like, and this is so that then here's where the politics come in, okay? So, this is not the first time he's been accused of corruption. Now, the first time he was accused of it, speaking of his ass, Chris Christie was the governor of New Jersey, okay? So, the Democrats stood behind him because if he were to be if he were to be forced to resign, that seat would have been filled with a Republican senator mm. instead of a Democratic senator. Now that there is a Democratic governor, Democrats are like, you got to go, bro. You got to go. Cory Booker said, get out of here. AOC, she said, get the fuck out of here, bro. And he's refusing. He said, take me to court. Prove it. 
they pretty much proved it in the indictment, but <laughs> this is just a shit show. Him, his wife, and this businessman are all brought up on charges. <sighs> and the, the GOP's running with it. Boy, are they running with oh, it. Yeah. Boy, oh boy, yeah, they're having a field day. That nigga was the fucking... What's the guy with when he was shirtless in uh what is the movie? Uh, I can't think of the reference, but he was from Cuba. It's with Al Pacino. Had uh which... Michelle Michelle Scarface? Yeah, this nigga was Scarface. <laughs> Why was Al Pacino Cuba? He was Cuban in the story. In he's Cuban. Now why he talk like this? Was he cast? Because he's Miami and that was what they were doing. They were selling drugs. Al Pacino as the oh. Cuban. Are you understanding what I'm saying yet? Listen. That don't make no goddamn sense. Hey, and everybody like watches this. that movie and loves it. And I'm like, y'all, he not Cuban, y'all. So what? He a thug, nigga. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> the last thing that we can't deep dive into, but we should be pay, paying attention to it, is Cassidy Hutchinson. Do you remember Cassidy Hutchinson? Mm-mm. What'd she do? She is the White House aide that came out and said, Trump knew he lost that election, y'all, and she testified before the grand, before the, uh, the not the jury because it's not a trial. Testified before the what is it? Oh, uh, what is that called? All the people that were investigating. Anyway, all the Liz Cheney and all them mm-hmm. when we were all watching it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Maybe you don't remember, but she came out and said, not only did he know that he lost the election, he was very aware of what was going to happen January sixth. So was the White House chief of, chief of staff, that was the one who basically was the, the whistleblower. And mm-hmm. she kind of went into hiding because everybody was on her ass and it wasn't safe for her to be outside. Oh. Now she's back Uh-oh. with a new book. Oh, shit. Tell all. <laughs> Come on. Tell all book, book deal. Where, mm-hmm. And she's suing Rudy Giuliani. Rudy? She's suing him for sexual harassment. What? She said during January... <laughs> This dude. This nigga was harassing her during January 6th, child. She said Not that the he got like all excited and was like, it's going to be a glorious day. And like put some files, press some files up against her and then put his hand all up her skirt or some shit. I Whoa, don't know. That's what internet, she, that's a lot. I know. That's what she said he did. Now, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, she's got a book. So now she wants to tell us more. She should have told us before. Blah, 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 blah. She was on The View. She was talking about basically, you know, they were questioning her as to why she stayed in the in the administration as long as she did. And she said, you know, she felt like she's a young girl. She was in her 20s. She felt like it was her job to advise the president to make better decisions and that she, you know, she really believed in him, which questionable. And then she did say that it felt like a cult. And the other woman who's on The View, what is her damn name? She's a... She's the Republican on The View. I don't know why her name is escaping me right now. She was also in the same administration. She worked for the administration as well. And she's, she confirmed it, it was like a cult and that Donald Trump is so charming and that can just somehow get you under his spell Gemini. and that you kind of fall in line. So can't deep dive into those things. Apologies. But I, I definitely wanted to make sure folks knew what was going on and things to watch. Someone hit us up and said they'd really like a deep dive into the unions. And I got to do more research on that because I don't know enough. So if y'all know somebody who knows more, can you, can you send them our way so they could be a guest? 
for 20 minutes on politics as usual, but I'm researching myself because I want to understand, but that is the end of this segment. Thank you. (laughs) Girl. (laughs) And on to pop culture. Mm. We have another viral clip from the goddess Ebony K. Williams talking that good shit into a camera. This time, (laughs) she's talking about, she's speaking to the young girls and talks about the importance of getting your MRS, misses, becoming a missus, as well as getting your degree. We'll dive into it. Internet's going to pull up the clip in which she elaborates, but let us all listen. The reality that needs to be said out loud is that as black men age, their desirability increases. Thus, their optionality of women is always expanding. And the exact opposite is true for black women. Mm -hmm. As we age, doesn't matter how much money we accumulate, our degrees or professional accolades, the reality is that our marriage and partnership market value is depreciating with every passing year. No matter how good we look, no matter how fit we are, men are still seeing primarily our presumed dwindling fertility as a knock against us. And speaking of fertility, that is another reason that I want younger black women to seek marriage and partnership in college or right after, if that's what they choose. Because the number of college-educated black men is so low when compared to black college-educated women that we're all going to be targeting the same small pool of men. And as we heard today, on most campuses, there's like seven black women students for every one black man student. Y'all do the math. So here's my advice. If you are a young black woman in college and you know in your heart and in your head that you want to prioritize family, I suggest that you simultaneously pursue that MRS degree right along with that BA or JD. Because a handful of black college-age men that actually do desire to get married soon, and they do share that value system, and family is a priority for them too, y'all, that is an incredibly small pool, and it's shrinking as you get older. And by the time you reach my age, 40, you will be faced with different choices relating to life partnership and motherhood. Now, I'm not saying that delaying marriage or motherhood is a bad option, But it's one that comes with its own consequences. And our women deserve to know on the front end of their decision making instead of on the back half. And then she says something else? Yeah, but we could play that after we have our little conversation. Let me tell you something real quick. (laughs) I have a mother who says this same thing Uh, all of the time so this is not anything new this is not something that i have a ponder this is not something that i don't think about often um this is not something that i think my immediate knee-jerk reaction is like oh we're valuing women only by what they can our value is by being chosen and um so often these people do marry young. What about the quality of the relationship? And they and then they get divorced. And um, what what about women finding themselves? All these things I get, but I I really think that two things can exist at once with this. I think she could be both right and she can be both wrong. And 
I think it has a lot to do with the type of woman that she's speaking to. I'm not the type of woman that she's speaking to. But there may be a young girl out there that that's, that's her age. That's what she wants. She wants to get her college degree. She wants to be married. She deeply wants to have kids. And to not be ambivalent about it. I think a lot of us are ambivalent and she's speaking to strategy. Is that the right way? I don't know. Maybe not. But is it completely wrong for her to say that? I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. But to, to, I, I don't, I have no idea. I think, um, I know women who are older and have in their 60s, 70s years old and have prioritized themselves and their career and they have a deep ache for partnership and for children and for family life. I know women that are, are never prioritize themselves, not married, happy as a pig in mud, don't give a fuck. I know married people that are miserable. So like, I, I'm, I'm not quick to say she's absolutely wrong. Shut the fuck up. You, you are in this antiquated, um, you know, false narrative biology that serves men and not women. I don't know. That's it. Okay. I think when I hear her say this, I hear her I hear her speaking from a place of someone who wishes their circumstances were different. Mm -hmm. I think Ebony's made that very clear herself. I think my question is like a, a couple of things. What is value? Like how are how are we defining value? Because right now it just feels like it's all within the male gaze when it comes to women. And what does it mean to pursue a Mrs. Degree? What does that even mean? What are the steps? What do you do? Are you asking me rhetorically? Are you yeah, keep I'm really asking. I don't I'm get gonna it. Think, I think it's finding a partner that shares the same values as you and not being in relationships in which it's not very clear of what the trajectory is going to be. And I think that's a possibility. And I, I know people that get married that, in, okay. in college. It's like, this is what I want. If you're not on the same page as me, I'm not going to waste any of my time with you. Yeah, or quote unquote, waste okay. my time. All this, that rhetoric. That wasn't what I, where my head went. It, to me, it went to... Make sure you prepare yourself to be chosen by these men. Oh, no. That's where my head went. Not you're clear of who you are and what you want. Because I truly don't think that folks at certain ages, when you, you enter into college, most people at 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, that's usually the age range. I don't know that anybody at that age is very clear on what they want who they want it from, or even why they want it. So if we're saying to people, you need to self-actualize, you need to make sure that you're clear on 
on how you want to be treated and on what your goals are when it comes to a relationship and don't settle for anything less, fine. Okay, but that's not what I'm getting from this. Pursuing your missed degree, to me, sounded like, and maybe I'm off, it sounded like a readiness to be chosen so that you can be higher value so that some man can pick you to be his wife. No, I, and that's how a lot of people took it. No, I, I thought, I, I read it as <clears throat> similar to uh, Alice Walker's daughter, Rebecca Walker. She always knew that she wanted to be a mother. But there's, she, women have to face this idea of like my career thing, my partnership thing, and then I can have, you have to have these permissions or these societal Um, achievements happen before you can then be a mother. Her theory is like, listen, if you know you want to be a mom, be strategic and figure that shit out. She didn't have it a traditional way. She wasn't doing the married thing, but she knew she wanted to have a kid. And that's what she ended up doing by on her terms that fit her lifestyle. And she is, she wrote the book about it, baby love or something like that as an ode or as a opportunity for women who similarly want to be mothers but are are slowed down or confused or whatever by the ambivalence around it. I feel like similarly, Ebony is like, yo, if that's what you want to do, you want to be married? I think you're you giving her have... too much credit. I think you are, honestly. Who? I don't think Ebony? that's what... Ebony. No, because I... she, why would she start the statement with, Black men's value go up as they age. Our value goes down as we age. That is like, that's... No. To have conversations around aging, to have conversations around beauty, and to be really honest about what happens when a woman ages and compared to when somebody's younger and the response that society has towards women... And to act like that's not a real thing to me is... I'm not saying it's not a real thing, well, but to... But again, let me finish. To condone it and say, well, hey, this is what... Instead of to talk about why is this the real thing? Why is this how we're conditioned? Why is this how we're treating women? Why is this the value system? Why are women's value... Why are we devaluing women based on their age and their ability to reproduce? As like, let me finish because I see you, but like... Why are we not questioning that and also trying to have people unlearn that? Instead, we're sending women off to figure out how to contort themselves to fit within that narrative and to make sure that they're somehow still appeal as valuable within these fucked up kind of um, expectations of them. And I I reject it wholeheartedly. And I'm a single woman who absolutely absolutely wants um, some sort of companionship and partnership and even a, and maybe a family. I don't know if I want to bear children at this point. It feels like I'm, I don't know, maybe, I, I don't know. I, I have a different idea of how old I am and if I can even fathom be, walking around pregnant and doing that. But like, it's just... I don't I I reject it. But why does and, it- and and in the conversations that I know that you have had with women in your life who's put this on you, it's been about your value. It's been about what you bring to the table and why you're not being chosen. 
I think, and that's fucked up. I think there's two ways of looking at it. Uh, yes, if that's the prism of like, in order for you to find value in yourself, you need to be married and you need to have children and you need to find. No, some- that's not what she, that's not what I'm saying either. In order to get married and have children, you need to make sure that you're a certain kind of woman who will be valued. Oh, I didn't hear her and, say that by at all. men. That's that. I didn't hear her say that's that. That's how all. a lot of people took it. I don't take it like that. I heard her say, if you know that you want to be married and you want to have kids and you want that to be a goal in your life, take that as seriously and be as strategic. What is the strategy around that? What is the strategy besides trying to be trying to appeal to somebody choosing you? I think you come on, Shanti. You know what goes into that. I don't think so. I think that I. think it's around finding people marry like people who have similar ideas and views on life will come together and they agree on it and they often like start lives together or agree on a, a common goal and they come together and do it that's not a crazy thing it's a often that, deeply that set in christianity to me. but i i know that there's a lot of women out there who that's what their goal is. That's what as much I, I've, you said that it's crazy that we expect 18 year olds to make those kind of life decisions, but we also put them in incredibly crazy financial direct right. pressure to not know what they're, what None they're going to do right. with their life. I'm not condoning that. that that's apples and oranges. But I'm never saying that that's okay. Some people do. Some, there are some people, again, I don't, I, that's why I don't think it's a, it's completely black and white and she's wrong. And you know, th- that she's saying that women have to de- find their value in a man. I think there are some people that are very that's clear, nice. especially people that are grounded in um, Christianity or certain value systems that it's like, this is what I'm doing. I know what I want to do. I know I want to have a kid. I know what kind of partner I want. I know what kind of values he has. And I don't want to have a kid is... by 30 years old. It's not necessarily my perception, but if that's the way that these women want to move, I think that that's not a disempowered or, or I'm not, I or don't think devout. so either. And that's not what I'm saying. That's what I think she's I... coming from. It's like, you know what you want? Take it as seriously as you want your degree. Make Somebody sure you're is, partnered with people I hear you. that Somebody you can who achieve wants, that with. The ones that's who wants that life and who's saying that's what they want. Yeah, of course they should. They should be. I don't think strategic is the word, but they should be in alignment with that and pursue people who are in alignment with their alt, with how they want to be loved. And how they want their family to look fine. If you're, if that, I don't think that there, that means that you're, I think that if anything, you are being more empowered because you know what you want right. and you're going after it. Uh-huh. My issue is you start the statement off with women's value goes down as they age and men's value increases. So there, and that there's this ratio discrepancy of men getting an education versus women getting an education. So you're already positioning it of, you have to be on your P's and Q's because there's less quality of them. There's more quality of us and you got to fight it out. And I think if, and that's my, that's, that's how it's colored to me. We can agree to disagree, but starting the statement off the way you just said that, 
feels a lot more productive. I don't know. A lot more productive. I don't. Than the way she said it. I don't. I think it's also wildly um, naive to not include biology in these goals. If you want to have a child and if you want to have a child within the confines of a marriage, unfortunately, you have you have a, a time where that's really hard for you. And so bio, I don't think biology is out of it. The idea that your value may be and I'm not speaking from a place she of didn't a say man's biology, gaze. Said your value goes down. I'm not looking at it from a, a, a man's gaze. I, I think maybe she's. If your value goes down and it's equated to your biology, then you are devaluing people based off of their reproductive health. Okay. That's no, just, you're what, just you're, you're, what you want to achieve is decreased. If you're a woman who wants to get married and have kids, but you delay marriage until you're 36 years old then your chance of having a baby at 40 years old is decreased versus you having... Not everybody's delaying marriage. See, that's what you're not hearing. Just hear me out for a second. Not everyone is delaying marriage, okay? This is kind of the survival of the fittest thing. And this is I've had this conversation with multiple people this week, and I just want you to see where how some people are hearing this message. It's not about people who are actively delaying marriage because they're pursuing a career and they're not they're not pursuing this marriage that they want. That's not what people are taking issue with. Of course, if that's what you really want, then you've got to, you've got to pursue it. What people are saying is if it doesn't happen based off of the fact that there's just le- maybe less options because, I don't know, there's less educated men. And even, even that value system of men who have higher education are somehow more valuable and more marriage material than men who maybe have not gone to school. Maybe they have a fucking trade. There's plenty of men who didn't go to college and there's very successful men. Even that, it's the fucking hierarchy and value system. Some people it just doesn't happen for. So do, do you, does that mean that somehow inherently my value goes down? It's not somebody who's just avoiding it and being and and just dating and just kind of skipping down the street saying, I want to get married. I don't think that that's who she's speaking to because I don't think that's how she phrased it. I don't want to spend a whole lot more time, but I'm just just trying to explain that's that's how people are hearing it. That's not how I'm hearing. So this is my response to it. And I don't think that she I don't think it's from a device for somebody that may have wanted to have kids. I think she was married. It didn't work. Is this advice she would give Joe the way she said it? Would you say it like that? Verbatim. No, I wouldn't say it like that. But I don't think okay. she's. But I don't think that negates what she said, or have. There's no value to what she said, or that she's wrong. I didn't say wrong. there's no value. I'm just saying the way it was framed is not productive. People, I, it, but it, I didn't. I didn't perceive it like that. I don't. I think that biology is important in this. I think it is important as a woman who wants to have kids to be aware of your biology. And I don't think it's wild to mention that. I think to... To be aware of your biology versus saying your value goes down as two very different things. As a 36-year-old woman who doesn't have kids, who's always wanted to have kids, that is a very different thing to hear and to be told that my value goes down. Yeah. 
Nobody's trying to hear that message, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, especially mm-hmm. as someone who has pursued love in every aspect of my fucking life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I can't hear this message because, sorry, sweetie, my value has not gone down. My life just is going to look different, mm-hmm. but it's just as fucking valuable as it ever was, mm-hmm. Ebony. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm too close to it. Maybe. I don't know. What did she but say? But I'm not trying to hear this shit. What, did her, what was her response? I don't give a fuck about that response. I'm going to play what? it, but it's just like you backtrack. She She's a good backtracker. She's a lawyer, so she can get herself out of some shit. But that maybe she, she cleaned it up. She explain herself more. Maybe it was taken out of maybe. context. I, I don't I don't. Hold know. on. Let me play it. Most women, even the most educated, high-earning ones, they want to be married, and they do want to have children in a more conventional way than I have chosen. And that is why I am talking to those women in particular, and I am targeting this advice to women that are young enough to do something about it on the front end. No way and no how do I believe that black women's worth is dependent on being married or pushing out some man's big-headed baby. Of course, we have tremendous value in this world beyond our roles as wives and mother, and only somebody very ignorant to my full body of work or otherwise disingenuous would come to any other conclusion. Now, of course, women can still find love and yes, even get married after college or after 40, or I'm gonna mess y'all up, after 60. And of course, black women can be mothers in a litany of ways, including with partners they meet later in life, single mothers by choice, and so on and so on. And finally, of course, black women can partner and marry non-black men or black men with different levels of education. And still I stand by what I said. Most educated black women in this country desire to marry educated black men. And they also want to have children under the construct of that marriage. And the most opportune time to set up that structure is when you are surrounded by black men that are also pursuing their education. Last point. This is all about putting black women in best position to create that lifestyle. And nothing I'm saying is guaranteeing that y'all will stay married or even be happy because nothing can guarantee such a thing. I'm only saying out loud what pockets of black elite communities have passed down generationally for years. And I respect that it's hard to hear and know you don't have to agree. But I am happy that we as educated black women are hearing each other, are seeing each other, and we're having the conversation. Yeah, that didn't help me. It didn't. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just I so did. fucking elitist. I don't. That it's the, I, and that's tired. what I'm saying. I, I, but there has to be a way. If that's what, if that's the life that you're in, and that's your trajectory, what it makes sense. It makes okay. sense. It does. If to me, it makes sense. If that's if that's where you want to be, that and that those are your goals. Then why not raise your chances of it? If you're very young, by and that's doing what? You what? Want to do. By doing what? By being what? That's why I I just okay. Maybe maybe some listeners can call in and help me understand. Maybe I think it might be me. I do. I'll I don't know that. if she was offering advice on how to get the guy. She was just saying that's the most opportune time to find your partner. 
Is it 18, 19, 20? I don't know. Maybe I don't agree school. with that. I feel like if Joe when came I, home talking about mom, I'm getting married at 19, I would be so fucking worried. No, but, I just don't agree no, with I don't, it. I think that's, that's very dramatic that you meet your partner there. Like I know so, especially when it comes to black elite, which she's talking about, these educated what is black, black fucking elite, yo. The, like, the, the, the graduated these, blacks that make a certain amount of money. The fact, if you don't know that the black elite, that what she's talking about, I don't know. I'm not going to talk. But a lot I'm of people not, that I know. I'm not going to talk about folks. This is some real blavity black shit. It's like that circle. All right, but that this exists. That Soho like, house shit that I'm not with. Okay, but I there is a it. sector of the population that is like that and is very, you know, to the book and debutante and... So not maybe not sorry, I'm gonna piss people up. I apologize. I, I don't know. But like they do follow it. From what I know, a lot of those people find their partner. No, they're not getting married at 19, but they're finding their life partner in college. And once they graduate, they marry. I don't think that that's cra crazy. Right. It happens all the time. Is it right? right. Maybe no, I don't know. For them. For you, no, because it is it is seeped in a certain value system that you don't have yeah, to agree that's with. My whole point, but for those people who that value system aligns with, that's a strategy for them, and it's not necessarily like crazy because it works for them. It helps them get to whatever the next stage of their life, you know, they want it to be. I mean, the Barack and Michelle Obamas, you meet, you meet young. You lock it in. All right. Can, I, I I need some people to call in and help me hear it. Maybe I need to step back from it. I just hate the way she phrases this value system shit. It bothers me to no end. It really does. And I think she's a great person and I think she's a a powerhouse of a woman. I've said it before, but it's just the hierarchy of valuing of human beings based off of their fucking status, never going to get behind Girl, it. Girl, we did the bonobos or the bam, ba -ba baboons. It's, 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 it's here. Doesn't mean I'm going to get behind it. Sorry. All right. That went on for a long time. Nia Long. Go ahead. Nia Long has gone on the interwebs. She posted a video of beloved Yaba Blay talking to, I forgot those white women's names, mm, but during the pod. During the um, we can do hard things George, podcast. George Floyd, uh, we can do hard things. Is that the podcast that they were on? Yes, we can do hard things. I'm pretty sure that's the name of it. During 2020, they had a um, they had this phenomenon where black creatives, black minds would take over white people's social media handles that have a lot of followers and a lot of influence. So Yaba was coupled up with these two women who they've since become really close friends. But the clip in it is Yaba talking about how, you know, we've been, we've been, society has been conditioned to value and react to white women's tears and the the performance of their tears, most people that are not white can kind of see that it's a performance, mm -hmm. but nobody really cares about black women's pain or what they go through. And Nia Long uh, 
posted that with something along the lines of like, uh, something along the lines of, you know, we should have kept that same energy, you know, a year ago and then did the hashtag of the woman that her husband, ex-husband had an affair with and outed her. And to this day, if you search for this woman's name, Kathleen Lynch, I, I don't, I just see a whole bunch of white women's pictures. You can't quite identify who it is. She has been apparently protected from the public in this scandal in a way that Nia Long is enraged about Mm -hmm. and rightfully so. Um, And I wonder how important it is for perpetrators to be named in your, in like your healing process or in your process of feeling vindicated uh, I know it's a greater conversation, of course, that Nia brought up using that clip about black women's pain and white women's fragility and coddling. But at the same time, what she wants is to be vindicated. And she wants, she wants, you know, that woman to take some kind of accountability, even if it's through public shaming. How important is that? If somebody does you wrong, you want niggas to know? <sighs> Girl. It's tricky. Uh, you can find Kathleen Lynch if you type in Kathleen Lynch Celtics, just so you know. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I can't call it. I don't know what she needs. I don't. She wants And I also know that like my affection for Nia Long is going to want to protect her. And the fact that this woman is a white woman plays on certain triggers of like, stop protecting her. I'm sick of protecting these white women. Show us, show, show us. Take accountability, lady. You know, I don't, I, I know that that's there for me and that's my own stuff. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, all of us have done shit that has harmed other people. All of us, honestly. And so like, do I don't know if the path to mm-hmm. some sort of, Healing Mm -hmm. is through public shaming. I think the path towards healing is some sort of accountability. Accountability. And I don't know that public shaming means accountability. Like, do we have to walk through the streets like Cersei and have shame, 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 and like somehow we're better people after that? I don't think so. Mm -mm. I don't think so. But I understand Nia wanting it after... After her son is going to have to look at this, her whole family blew up. And like you said, nobody knows who this person is. She can go on her merry way. Nia can't go to the store. You know, like it's just different. It's a different lifestyle. So I I do not know what's going to give that woman um, some sort of uh, resolve. I really don't. Obviously, she doesn't have it yet. She a Scorpio child. That shit gonna take her to the grave, child. She ain't never gonna. <laughs> I mean, what about? I, but I don't. Do you have the? I don't know. I, Cause you haven't. I, and you haven't felt that like. Oh my God! You cheated on me. You had this person in your life. Oh, I know. I and would I'm probably faced want to keep it. it close. I know. I would probably. My first thing would be like, oh, you know, I wouldn't want to go tell it on the mountain. Type. You know what this bitch did. But that's because mm. of my 
trauma. Right. It's 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 so deeply personal. But collectively, I does it change anything? Maybe. Does that make you feel better that like maybe I, the internet's gonna beat up on her? You know, did Beyonce feel better when we all thought it was Rachel Roy and the beehive went after her? Probably, probably not. But maybe she probably. felt good that like, you know, the collective was is behind her. Maybe yeah. that's what Nia needs she to needs feel. Support. Yeah. That some yeah. the people are behind her. I think she we are. Like I Snoop think Snoop Dogg people, is. He posted on it like, girl, I got your back. Support uh, me along. That's cause, yeah. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith, he he just lined up for Nia now. <laughs> Stephen A. just wants some Nia. But like, I think the collective is behind her and that's not giving her the resolve she wants either. I wonder how powerful it would be if Kathleen were to step up and say something. I wonder what that, what, how that does sh- shift the narrative of even, you know, um, being the victim in a way. If it's like, yo, I did this thing. What what can I do? Like what 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 needs to happen? What can I do? And put it back into Nia's hands if she were to want to I don't know. I don't know. But there is something that is um that I understand her feeling really powerless in um and that woman being protected in that way. And she had no control at all over how this came out. Like this was if it was up to her, maybe it would have never been public at all. Like they leaked this out. Yes, she was completely mm-hmm. just, you know, um, blindsided and powerless in it. But Nia, a year later, girl, you ain't forget, girl. So we still You'll support never forget. you. She said, You'll never uh-uh. forget. I still got the smoke. Nothing yet. I still have smoke for some of the women. You do. <laughs> I still got them. You absolutely to this do. day. Yeah, to, to this, this day. To this Let me tell you, so see you in the street to this fucking day. I just saw, I just saw one of them, and she ain't even, not to my knowledge, she ain't even fuck, but she was trying to, and I was face to face with. Her. I said, "Y'all know who I am. You know who I am. Y'all remember me? Y'all remember me, girl? Let me remind you, bitch. That's my energy, and I'm a Libra. I'm not even Scorpio. So good luck. Oh to- God." <laughs> Good luck to sis. <laughs> not a, even a Libra doing. You got Scorpio and Venus, though. You got it in you, child. True. You got true. it in you. And last but not least in our pop culture lineup, Philly is on the motherfucking map, child. Oh. Philly is in international <laughs> news for the carrying a, on. In a good way. <laughs> <laughs> is it ever? Shit. Yes. The Eagles. I believe it was two days ago. There were protests. In More Phil- days than that, because this comes out on Monday. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know the exact date. Last week. September 26th. Um, there was protests in the city of Philadelphia after the acquittal of a cop who killed Philadelphia resident Eddie Irizari. I apologize if I'm not saying his name correctly. And lied about it. Apparently, right about the whole thing. The what had went down was that um, it was just like a routine traffic stop, and the cop walked up to the car. The window did not even go down. He alleged that the um, victim had a knife in his hand and was held it up to him. 
in a car with the windows up, door closed, and proceeded to shoot six fires into the car and killed the young man. And he just got off. So Philly, he's 27 years old. This happened on August 14th. Um, shot him through the rolled up driver's side window. Body cam has shown as well as street evidence as well. So he got off Philly. Um, there were some protests, nothing, nothing crazy. But what then followed on Walnut Street. Now, Walnut Street in Philadelphia is where some mm. of the higher end. It's definitely changed since the pandemic. But this is near Rittenhouse, which is a historic, iconic um, park in the middle of the city. Lots of restaurants. Lots of very... It's our Fifth Avenue. Yeah. Very expensive apartments. And so the retail there is a little bit higher end. Not crazy. Ain't no Gucci or nothing, but like Lululemon in the Apple store. Child. <laughs> Herds of young children, no, people, this is all mixed age. Yeah. Organized, began to break into the closed retail stores and steal all of the merchandise. Just broke into that shit, broke windows open, climbed in, and went full. What's the word? Guerrilla style just mobbed and stole thousands of dollars of merchandise, all while being videotaped and recorded and shared. One of whom was recording it was by the name of Meatball, who is a beloved um, Philadelphia influencer here in Philadelphia. She got locked up. Everybody's like, free meat bill, meatball, meatball. But while she's recording, she's repeating, we all going to eat. We all going to eat. <clears throat> That's our famous saying. Child, you follow me, Paul? I just know of that video. We all going to eat. Well, let me tell you something. I did not enjoy watching those videos. I cringed while watching those videos. I felt like, why the fuck? Number one is overshadowing the greater... Um, protest here the greater reason that this is happening but then another part of me was like the irony the irony stealing from apple store stealing from lululemon <laughs> raiding lululemon and the apple store maybe the it's like some there? hidden justice there of like fuck fuck this establishment fuck these made-up rules that y'all make up fuck it all we're going to go in here and we're going to uh, take it. It's robin season. like, And this has been happening apparently all across the country. LA has been experiencing these organized mob robbings of high-end luxury stores. Um, Philadelphia, just to get a sense of the city right now, has experienced the highest level of crime since 2016 with a 30% increase in auto thefts, commercial burglaries are up by 40% and retail thefts by 52%. We are in a housing crisis. Nearly 49% of the city's households are spending at least 30% of their income on rent, making it cost burden and um, 23% of his residents live below the poverty line. So 
There's a lot going on over here. Tensions are high. What, please say that number for the poverty line. And the residents, the poverty line is considered to be residents living below $25,750 for a household of four. Mm -hmm. Four people. 23% of its residents. And I wonder of that, how many are black? So I don't have that statistic there. So yeah, I felt a mix of, I felt a mix of things, holding two things at once. Also like, yeah, fuck all of that. Like, fuck these rules. Fuck it. Y'all gonna be, Apple, you'll be okay. Lululemon, you'll be okay. Sure will, especially since their insurance will cover everything. Like, y'all anyway. right. I wish that these out, I wish that these types of, these types of things. I wish the conversation around it was more about the poverty line. I wish, too, that we weren't... Watching the videos frustrated me because it, was, it wasn't about that young man that was killed. That was where you just saw greed in a lot of those videos. And it wasn't about, we're going we're gonna to burn this down because it's... None of this makes any sense. There are no rules. You don't follow your own rules, so we're not going to follow your rules. And we're going to hit you where it hurts strategically. And we're not going to fuck up our own neighborhoods. We're going to go to where you actually, we're going to go to some shit that you care about. I think the intention behind it, watching the videos was missing. It was more like, we're carrying on, we're being reckless, meet. Meatball is just out there like playing and it's a very serious thing. And if we want people to take this type of thing serious, protest and even riots and organized violence in order to further a message of you're denying me my basic needs, you're denying me my humanity, this system is rigged and we see it. And we're stronger than you together, then we really need to do that. You and think, that's not what I saw in the videos. You don't think that that is the hidden... Um, I don't think we can afford for it to be hidden. But, but you don't think that that's our, a, a seasoning of it? Like, fuck this, oh, it's fuck a, your oh, shit, yeah. fuck all of y'all. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, it's, no, it's, it's not... A, it's a symptom of it, of course. Oh, oh, I would never deny that. I think crime, most crime, is a symptom of people being denied their basic human rights. And so then that turns people into this other kind of... Um, it turns people into either getting really organized or getting really reckless or being very like, it's about me, me first. Mm -hmm. It's all a symptom of it. It's a, it's the same thing that we talk about. This these structures where billionaire where eighty one people have fifty percent of the world's wealth, and then you have four a household of four living off of twenty five thousand dollars a year. That's going to incite violence. That's going to incite um un, unruly behavior. Period, and rightfully so. All I'm saying is without being organized, without having a clear intention behind why you're doing what you're doing, I don't know that you get far. 
Now, now you're locked up, mm-hmm. you know, and now you might not even be bringing that 25,000 home. Now things are just worse. And that's how the system is built, you know? And I'm not saying that these people are wrong, or not wrong. I'm not saying that, I'm not judging these people for not being able to get organized or have clear intentions um, because of the fucking reality that they live in. Who has time for that? But what I'm saying is that didn't just look like survival. It didn't it didn't just look like that. It looked like just fun mayhem and and it it doesn't help the messaging. And it's not about white gaze. It's about like we gotta get real clear about how powerful we are. And like at any fucking second, if we decide to take this shit down, we actually can. Maybe there's levels to it. Maybe that maybe it starts as that. Who knows maybe. what that ignited in them? Maybe they're may, they probably felt really powerful in some ways. Probably oh, saw probably. A lot of possibility in that ways. Probably more than anything was the fuel of disdain. I'm saying, like fuck yeah. this. Fuck I think it's y'all. momentary though. It's momentary. Yeah. And it fades so quickly. <clears throat> and now you're so disempowered. And and it's it's just it's so fucking frustrating. It's frustrating to see it because what's the answer besides Child? get organized and what the fuck does that look like? Well, apparently they're sharing this all over the world. So interesting, interesting optics to be shared. Mixed messages depending on who's looking at it, child. Yep. Pray for Philadelphia. Damn it. This has been a really uplifting episode <laughs> of Around the Way Curls. I don't know if it's no, going to we... get any more uplifting the next episode. I'm kind of scared. Oh, shit, ah. Shanti. <laughs> all right. Well, we laughed last week. Shit ain't funny all the time, all right? Shit ain't sweet over here all the goddamn time. Duality is a thing. Cry. <laughs> all right. Nah, nah, nah. Bye. You have just heard an Around the Way Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around the Way Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good.